ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, guys, this is going to be a quick episode today. You've got better things to do than listen to me run my mouth. But I did want to just chime in on the holiday and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has, for a very long time, been my absolute favorite holiday. Not just for the holiday itself. It's just always been a fun time of year. Football season's going on. Deer hunting season's in full swing. I absolutely love a good meal, and roast turkey is among the most delicious things you can ever put in your mouth. In fact, I've asked myself several times here recently, why do I only have that on Thanksgiving? Turkeys are not expensive. They're not hard to cook. They take a long time to cook, but most of that time you're just sitting and it's in the oven. It's not like you're physically cooking the bird. So it's not an expensive meal. It's easy to prepare. Like I said, roasted turkey is just absolutely delicious. Stuffing is fantastic. Mashed potatoes and gravy is fantastic. Why do I only have that one time a year? And I don't mean I should cook it once a month. That would kind of take away the uniqueness of the meal, and it would that would be some diminishing returns if you ate it that often. But why don't I fix that three or four times a year? You can have a fantastic meal. It would remind you of the holidays. Why do I not treat myself to turkey more often? It just doesn't make sense. But the fantastic dinner is not the only reason I really like Thanksgiving. Another reason is, you know, I mentioned football season's always in full swing this time of year. And as a lifelong diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, I always get to sit down in the afternoon and watch my Cowboys play a game on a Thursday. And for whatever reason, even the years that Dallas is just absolutely horrible, more often than not, they win on Thanksgiving. I I can't tell you the exact record off the top of my head, but I think their record is something like like 30 and 15 on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, they've really got a good winning record. And like I say, a lot of those years were some just absolutely dreadful teams taking the field. And more often than not, they pull it out. I don't know if it's just because other teams aren't used to playing on that Thursday and Dallas is just mentally more prepared for that quick turnaround because they do it every single year. Whatever it is, most of the time I get to watch Dallas win. But it's just a a great day, and then you're going into the Christmas season. The kids are getting excited for that. It's just, it's my favorite holiday. There's so much potential still going forward. You know, as great as Christmas is, at about 7 o'clock on Christmas Eve, or not Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, it kind of hits you that, you know, it's over. You know, the kids have been so excited the whole month. All the decorations are out, and and it's all coming to an end. It's a little bittersweet on Christmas Day, but Thanksgiving Day is the beginning, not the end, and you have all that potential just laid out in front of you. You get to sit there and watch the Cowboys win a game, and I'm just stuffed to the gills on some of the best food you'll ever put in your mouth. It's just a fantastic day, and I hope everybody's enjoying it. Um, That's not all I want to talk about today. I do want to talk about one other thing real quick. Like I say, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time, but I did want to talk about why the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock when they did. Now, the Pilgrims landed in Plymouth in 1620. They were not supposed to land in Massachusetts. Uh, their charter was actually to settle the area around the Hudson River, what is now present-day New York. It, they were actually going to be close to New York City. But because of storms and bad weather, they got pushed about 
250 miles north of where they were intending to land, and the trip took longer than they expected, both because they got pushed off and just because of the weather they couldn't go at full sail the whole way, the trip took much longer than the Pilgrims expected it to take. Uh, They actually landed at one spot on the opposite side of the Hudson Bay from where Plymouth is, and they spent a couple days there, but they did move on. They were going to try to sail down to the Hudson River, which was where they were intending to go in the first place. But again, the weather was terrible. Uh, There was a lot of headwinds coming up the East Coast, and they just simply weren't able to make any headway. And so the Pilgrims decided to land on the East Coast from Hudson Bay. They had actually made it across the bay, but they just couldn't get any further south down the coastline. But the reason that they decided to land there instead of continuing on to the Hudson River is because of a very strange fact that a lot of people are really not aware of. They were out of beer. Now, in the 1600s, everybody drank beer or wine. And the simple reason for that is not that everybody was just a raging alcoholic. The water would kill you back then. We really don't pay a lot of attention to having clean, healthy water that you can drink and wash your dishes in that's not just loaded up with microbes that are going to kill your children. But back then, people didn't drink water because if you drank water, you would get dysentery and you would die. When you make beer and wine, the fermentation process, the alcohol that's produced from that will kill any dangerous microbes that's in the water. So people drank beer just through the course of the day. It was That's what you drank to keep from dehydrating. Because like I say, the water wouldn't do you any good. And the pilgrims actually, when they started out on their trip, of course they had plenty of beer. They had enough to make the journey. I think each person was rationed a gallon of beer per day. But because of the length of the trip, all the storms and the delays, by the time they made it to the east coast of the United States, they were running dangerously low on beer. And so they chose Plymouth Rock, and the reason they chose Plymouth is actually another story that most people don't really know a lot about. I always just assumed that that was just a a convenient place to to make landfall. There was probably deep enough water they could get the ship close to to the beach. There's actually a reason that they stopped at that particular location, and that's because there was an abandoned Indian village at that spot. So they already had shelter They did, once they established the colony, obviously they started building their own buildings, but when they were expecting just to stop long enough to brew some beer, there was already structures that they could sleep in at that location. Now, the reason that there was an abandoned Indian village, uh, there was a bad plague that swept through the Native American population just prior to heavy English settlement starting up. In fact, archaeologists have found the remains of a Indian city that is close to modern-day Kansas City, Missouri, that their estimates are putting it, they believe that at its peak, about a million people lived in this city. Now, by the time we moved into that part of the country, that city was just gone. It was just abandoned. But the plague that swept through the Native American population, it absolutely decimated that entire culture, basically. I mean, it really, I mean, we're so freaked out over COVID killing you know, 0.04% of our population. I mean, this wiped out well over half of the Indian population in this country. So the Pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock was a little more interesting and nuanced than we always learned in school. 
Now, once the pilgrims had landed, set up a temporary encampment, and began to brew beer, another interesting little coincidence happened. A few days after the pilgrims landed and started making their beer, an Indian walked into the village. Uh, This individual's name was Samoset. And the interesting thing about this is that Samoset spoke English and welcomed the pilgrims in their own language. Now, the reason Samoset spoke English is because he had had dealings and traded with English fishermen from time to time, and he had picked up some of the English language, so he was able to communicate with these ship captains that he was trying to trade goods with. Also, one of the things that Samoset came into the village is he knew the English were very fond of beer, and he was asking if they had any beer they would like to trade to him. It's also interesting that I had never really heard of Samoset, but Samoset is actually the person that introduced Squanto to the leaders of the Pilgrim Colony. You know, you always hear about Squanto in the first Thanksgiving tale, but Samoset is the one that brought Squanto into the village to meet with the village elders. Another fact, Squanto was the last of his tribe. Again, the plague that that wiped out so many Indians. Squanto was actually the only surviving member of his tribe. But just to continue the beer theme one step further, at the first Thanksgiving, you know, obviously we think it was all turkeys and yams and a lot of that stuff wasn't there. Um, They did have turkeys. But there was a lot of venison, uh, oysters, uh, waterfowl, things that you would be able to hunt for. And obviously mashed potatoes weren't on the menu because most people didn't eat potatoes back in the 1620s. But if you're asking yourself, well, what did they drink? You know, we always imagine apple cider and things like that. Apples weren't really around in the United States in the 1620s. Johnny Appleseed had not arrived to start planting orchards everywhere. And if you're wondering what they actually drank, uh, children included, why? They had beer at the first Thanksgiving. So when your meal is done today and you sit down and you crack a cold one to watch the football game, you're not just having a beer. You're celebrating America. And I'm going to be right there with you. All right, guys. Like I said, I'm not going to take a lot of your time. Uh, The only thing I have left to say is happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a fantastic meal and I hope everybody gets to watch a Dallas Cowboys blowout. If you're traveling this weekend, please be careful. Have fun shopping. Don't beat anybody to death over a toaster oven. It's really not worth it. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, If you did, leave me a like and a comment and uh, subscribe to the show if you really want to go that extra mile. All right, guys. Once again, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you again very soon. Thank you very much.